It was a different time. It was a time of destiny. A time when a child could tip the balance between good and evil. From the creator of Star Wars and the director of Cocoon, Willow. Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name's David Petrangelo, and this week, the not-so-stereotypical millennials are going to be watching, reviewing, giving our impressions of an 80s classic, a late 80s classic by none other than George Lucas and Ron Howard. This week, I am joined by... Michael R. Power. And wife Power. Welcome, and thank you for, uh, I guess, participating. Although, Mike, I think me and you had to, um, mm-hmm. because a friend of ours, Duke, uh, donated to our Extra Life page on Extra Life Day back on November 6th. One of, uh, one of our incentives um, was for $25 that went to Extra Life and went to Sick Kids Hospital, was to pick a retro movie from the 70s to 90s for us to watch and review on the podcast. So... He donated 25 bucks, sent us a message in our group chat on Discord and said, Willow. And I think both of us or all of us in the group were sort of surprised that that's what he thought of. Although, you know, once we watched it, we figured, okay, I think this actually makes sense. And coincidentally enough, a week later, or I think maybe two weeks later on Disney Plus Day, they announced a Willow sequel series as well. So I don't know if if Duke had, had, uh, you know, had a little in, inside information or what, but it was like perfect, perfect timing. So all in all, um, thank you for the donation, of course. And thank you for choosing this movie because uh, for the most part, it was a lot of fun. So what we'll do is we're going to go through it in three act structures. Mike, you were suggesting that's kind of a good way to do it because the movie is kind of broken down into three pretty distinctive acts and we can sort of run through what we felt the movie was like and uh, and then briefly talk about what we think the series might be as well. I think that that's a cool way to do it. So um, before we get going, a very, very brief, very, very brief IMDb uh, description of Willow from 1988. A young farmer is chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen. That's pretty much what it is, I would say. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty much, much it. Fairly accurate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's... Before we uh, jump yeah. into the review, Dave, I just want to ask everyone what their relationship with the movie it was before we reviewed it. Because myself, I had never seen Willow, like, ever. But I had always heard about it as a really epic fantasy movie. And I think fantasy is probably my, like, second or third favorite genre of movies. So the fact that it's a late 80s movie that I hadn't seen uh, was a really good excuse that to watch it. So I'm really happy about the movie pick. Um, and so overall, yeah, I didn't, didn't know anything about it other than Val Kilmer and Warwick Davis was in it. And it was a George Lucas movie, Lucasfilm property. And he, he was like the writer. That's all I really knew. And um, I'd heard lots about it. I've heard the names like Mad Mardigan and stuff. So yeah, glad he picked it. And I actually overall, before we started to say, I really liked the movie overall before we get into it. And yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a really, really, I could see it being a big hit uh, with people our age who grew up in the late 80s and 90s Yeah, uh, and might have watched it when they were younger. I can kind of get why it's sort of like a cult classic movie. So yeah. What about you guys? Have you, have you seen it? Uh, actually, I'm shocked that I had never heard of it or oh. seen it. Um okay. Up until this point, Mike kept mentioning what movie we're going to watch. And I was like, what movie? Um, (laughs) However, that being said, um, I did really enjoy it. Um, I can see why why he picked it. And um, I could see if I did, like, experience this movie when I was younger, it probably would have been one of my, like, would have been up there as a favorite of a movie that, like, I would have watched more than once. Um, cause I was a big fan of like the fantasy stuff, like the Goonies and, mm-hmm. um, never ending story. So 
um, I could see this movie being being up there for me as a kid if I did actually know about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, it's uh, I actually that's a that's never ending story. Actually, sort of what it what it almost feels like in at some points. Um, a very similar, uh, I guess, aesthetic and feel, and and the fantasy stuff too as well. I I really liked it. I, I thought it was great too. My my experience with it was um, was minimal. I seen scenes of it here and there, but I could not have told you anything about what it was about or really any context at all. So I recognized a couple of characters and scenes, but it's probably been 30 years since I've seen it or 25 years since I've even taken a peek at it. So um, I recognize the cover. I recognize the fact that Warwick Davis was in it, but that's kind of where it started and stopped. But, uh, but I had a good time with it. I thought it was good. You know, it's, it's very eighties corny. It's very eighties fantasy corny, but I think that's that's totally fine. I think that's exactly what it's supposed to be, and uh, and I think it does a pretty good job of it. And just like you said, uh, Mina, is if it was something that I was a little bit more aware of, or was a little bit more in the rotation, like if we had the VHS at home or something, it probably would have been one that we watched multiple times. I think that's it. Sort of fits fits within that for sure. So, um, mm-hmm. Mike, uh, let's start with Act One. Why don't we do that? Why don't we start with some structure? <laughs> what's uh yeah i was wondering what did you guys think of the whole uh you know beginning the whole setup of the movie it's very it's very classic it's very george lucas that there's like this realm with um this evil ruler and there's a there's a chosen special baby born that uh is gonna bring fulfill the prophecy and bring an end to the to the evil rulers is very star wars in that way but um and then the baby gets sort of sent off in this in this kind of ridiculous way but it's it's cheesy 80s but it's all right and it gets finds in the hands of uh, the main character so it's kind of different from other movies like this like star wars where it's like there's the chosen one baby and you sort of and, but they grow up usually like in star wars and you watch them on their adventure to take down the evil um, empire or whatever you want, or queen or king or whatever. This is like, before they even get there, there was this adventure just to keep them safe, right? And it's sort right. of like Star Wars prequely in that way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I was just wondering what you thought of the setup and, and um, sort of the first beginning I, of the movie. I'll say this, Mike, I wrote something down because I wanted to be super corny and and, uh, and make you laugh, so. Uh, okay. This week, I watched a movie written by George Lucas that takes place on a magical universe where a prodigal child is taken on a journey to help save a world ravaged by a powerful ruler and their secondhand man who wears a dark mask and cloak, all while our main protagonist learns to wield magic. But enough about Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Boom goes the dynamite. (laughs) Oh, man. It's so, you're right. It's so classic. Like, there's so many similarities to it, but enough differences. Like you said, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's a lot of little sort of subtle touches that you could say are the same as what came before in star Wars, but also has its own, its own thing going. Um, I thought the setup at first, I felt like while I was watching the setup, the first, I would say 40 minutes, maybe half hour. I was like, Oh yeah, it's taking a little long. It's just like, okay, we're going to get going. Let's, let's kind of get this moving here. But as the movie goes on, I felt like, Oh, it, it, it gives it makes you care a lot more about the characters. So I think it actually ended up, I appreciated it more as the movie went on the first, uh, mm-hmm. the first act. So um, yeah, in the moment I was, I was saying, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of just want to see something happen. Where's Val Kilmer, you know, like where's his character. I know from what I remember, he's supposed to be kind of goofy. He's the comic relief, so to speak. Um, and then his, the second act kind of starts when he arrives and then you appreciate everything that came before it. So I, uh, when watching the first act in there, we're kind of like revealing like what the adventure would be. I kind of like looked over at Mike and was just like, this is Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> I mean, it's the, instead of a ring, it's a baby that he has to take to a specific location. And instead of a hobbit, I think um, Willow's species was called, did they call him a peck? Something like that. That was like um, the the pejorative term they used. Word. Yeah, derogatory oh, word. Or something. Yeah, I'm trying to find um, the exact name for it, but yeah. 
And then he was just a dwarf. I think they was just a dwarf. Yeah. Is that what they called and them? And then dwarf? instead okay. of a uh, instead of Gandalf, they had the the fem- the wizard that they meet along their journey, and Mad Mardigan is uh, um uh, oh my goodness, like his name is escaping me, Aragon. Oh so yeah. There's just like the similar like it the story of Lord of the Rings was just it just kept coming into my mind like this is slight differences but like same overall like adventure yeah, kind of starts at the shire you know what i mean mm-hmm. with, the, with the dwarf or the dwarfs or the uh hobbits yeah. you know and, they're and the then heroes he's, of the story. he's selected because he's special to go on the mission and mm-hmm. it starts off with the the like company of um dwarves and then they they split off and eventually his samwise ditches him but <laughs> yeah oof Oof, good, but they're Nalwyn dwarves. Anyways, yeah, I, I I can see exactly what you guys are saying, and I could, it makes sense because it's like George Lucas be you know being like, I'm gonna write up something fantasy. You know, I've done space, I've done adventure with Indiana <laughs> right. Jones, and like I'm gonna take my crack at fantasy. And it's like it's all he, it's like what he knows. It's like it's just like Star Wars, and he probably read Lord of the Rings too. Of course he did, right? So sure. it's like Star Wars mixed with Lord of the Rings. Um, that's just the total vibes that I got from, especially the beginning. It was like, oh, yeah. and you brought up, I didn't even put together like the magic. He's yep. like learning the force. Like it's all there. The ma- the secondhand person's wearing the mask. Like, you- <laughs> yeah, the ma- I was like, this guy's Darth Vader. Like this guy's clearly Darth yeah. Vader. <laughs> he has less power, but yeah, yeah. Not, not as popular. I actually, in the first act, the best, um, towards the end of the act, the, um, the wizard or the elder, uh, guy that's uh, sort of the one that almost mm-hmm. he's supposed to choose him for the adventure. The high that, Aldwin or something. That's yeah, yeah. He was so mm-hmm. funny because at the end, but just before they leave on the on the adventure, he <laughs> I wrote this down because I thought it was hilarious. He has I don't know if he has like a rock or something or, or a stick, and he throws it up in the air, and it and it turns into like a dove or or a crow or something like that, and he goes follow the bird, and the bird starts flying back towards the village. And then the army, the guys in the in the group are just like, oh, it's taking us back to the village. No, 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 never mind. Uh, fo- follow the river instead. <laughs> it's like he can't, he doesn't quite wield yeah. it the way that he, I, uh... he's, he's perceiving. Like he doesn't quite have it all down pat either, which is just hilarious. And he's like, the leader of the village, and he's supposed to be this ultimate wizard. <laughs> that actor, Billy Bardi. Yeah. I know him so well because he's uh, Gwildor in Masters of the Universe movie. Who's like sort of a main character in Masters of the Universe, which is the He-Man movie from the 80s that I love. Monday, we'll maybe review that. But I recognized him instantly, and uh, he's a really good actor. And uh, yeah, the other thing I want to say about the beginning is they did a really good job of setting up, is what I thought, like at the very beginning, the uh, Bav Morda, Queen Bav Morda, as like Mm -hmm. a really evil villain. Because like right off the bat, Mm -hmm. she's like taking pregnant women, every pregnant woman in the whole country hostage and like murdering babies or at least like going to murder a baby if it has the mark i thought she was just murdering all the babies but i was like oh damn like that's yeah. dark that's really, <laughs> it's so evil. dark like there's no gray area here <laughs> like, wow straight up dark <laughs> yeah straight up dark really started dark but um yeah it was so yeah the beginning it, it was good and then as soon as uh warwick davis is um enters the movie i think is where it, where it really takes off or val kilmer val Kilmer, you mean no warwick davis like oh just like went yeah, yeah. yeah oh okay that's where i think like the beginning was kind of like yeah but I well, he's I, in I, it I, from the beginning though yeah like, he's, he's the main character and i, yeah, I yeah. love him as an actor actually and i know him mostly from the star wars movies yeah and from this really good tv show life's too short with ricky gervais and that's where i kind of fell in love with him i just think oh. he's super charming actor and uh, he carries the whole movie and he does a great yeah. job right from the beginning. And it's kind of nice to see a movie where the main character is like, I feel like today main characters and heroes in movies are always like perfect specimens. It's like the rock or Gal Gadot or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's not like, this is so 80s to have like Warwick Davis as like the hero of the movie. Like I love that. And he just carries it on his like charm and he's a really good actor. And um you know, you, you actually you actually feel you feel more um, relation to him than you do like when you watch The Rock. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You see yourself more through his eyes, and you can like these 
these like perfect physical specimens that yeah have, that like ryan reynolds and the rock and that are in seem to ever do make it every movie right but it's someone like he brings such a humanity to the to the role and it's like i like that about the movie a lot and he's uh, uh he's the family man too right like he's leaving yeah. his kids mm -hmm. behind he too. seems to yeah. really care about his kids and his wife you know that that whole thing is all part of why he initially doesn't really want to go on the adventure right and you know but his family and his wife are all excited mm -hmm. and they're supportive and stuff like all of that makes it feel so much more real even though it's such a fantasy story right i love too like it was it's very subtle but if, if you really watched him throughout the movie every once in a while like they would kind of pan to him rubbing the lock the lock of hair that his wife gave him to like remember her by oh i missed that okay and it's just like it was just so sweet because it's like he's on this grand adventure but it's like he still keeps going back to it to like take him back to like home and his family and and like further to your guys point i was actually shocked at how good of an actor he is like when the when mike mentioned like that he was the main character i've kind of only seen him in like more like gag roles like or where he's like more of like a creature than like actually right. like, like movie or something yeah he's yeah or like movie. the ewoks or like things mm -hmm. like that and he's never really so to me it was like when he was the main character i was like oh is he gonna be able to like carry this movie and like i have to give it to him like he carried the movie like he he his acting really was good um and it it did like it surprised me a little bit and i don't think he he gets enough credit for carrying that movie as as well as he does i think people look back in the movie and say like he was robbed of the oscar and all this i think he was only 17 or something like that oh really yeah like he 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 was we looked up his age and we looked up we, his age when he was an ewok yeah and he was only like 14 oh yeah and he was born is, in 1970 yeah you're right and this mm -hmm. is only uh this is only four years later so wow so he's only he's only 18 19 years old he's only 18 Jeez. Yeah. But I think the movie came out in 80, because I saw, I was watching some behind the features and Val Kilmer said like, oh, you were only 17. So when they filmed it the year before. Right, would have been the year before. Like he was like, he was like 17. He was playing dad. He, like, it's crazy. Like, so yeah, he, he was only 17 when he, when he filmed the movie. Um, wow. So even much better of an acting job, actually, when you think of it that way. Uh, yeah. So if you want to move on in the sort of plot, I think we went over the beginning and then so he takes the baby and then what did you guys think of um when mad martigan shows up the next i love, the I love the name famous, the name is just yeah. so it's so it's ridiculous mad martigan. Yeah, mad martigan like what what is it's all one word too right? it's not like mm -hmm. he's he's known as the mad martigan or something you know? I, thought. I thought his name was martigan and they called so him I. mad martigan because <laughs> he was mad or whatever yeah well that was really stupid peck don't call me a peck Oh, I'm sorry. Peck, 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 peck. You be careful. I am a powerful sorcerer. See this acorn? I'll throw it at you and turn you to stone. Ooh, I'm really scared. No, don't, don't. There's a, a peck here with an acorn pointed at me. I, th I think he's great. I think he's so funny. Um, I think it's, it's actually, when you mentioned that, uh, that Willow is, is sort of this average guy and he's a little bit more relatable and everything. Sir, sure. Val Kilmer and Med Mardigan are like, his character is a little bit more of like the warrior. He's supposed to be the hero or at least the hero that they bump into to help them complete their, their journey and their task. I think he's like the Aragon, but, like, like, like wife power said, he's like yeah. the muscle, um, that, that he needs to help protect him like his protector kind of you know but he's also like, a mm -hmm. bit of a screw up too right which is mm -hmm. why i think it's a really good team up with the two of them because he has a lot of skills that he can use but he's not super smart he's a little bit careless and things like that and and willow's the opposite right like he's not able to fight the way that he can but he always cares about the baby it's the first thing he always thinks about first thing he's always talking about even when they're captured he's like no 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 the baby needs to needs to eat we need to take care of it and all these things and mm -hmm. then man Morgan worries about you know picking up the sword and 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 fighting dragons that come out of the water Getting and, so, you know, like, and things stuff, like that yeah. yeah so um so i think it's a really good choice of the two characters 
teaming up to sort of make things happen. But I think I he's a- making the the sort of the ring of I didn't say it at the beginning, but making the sort of the ring of the quest a baby. I right. first I was like, oh, I don't know, this is going to be kind of I don't know if that's going to work, but it kind of it worked. It kind of like raises the stakes a little bit, right? Like it's a it's a baby. It's like they have to go on this venture with a baby, something like. 80s about it. I don't know. You don't just put it in your pocket. And... <laughs> yeah, you can just put it in your pocket. You have to like. It's so much more difficult to like film it and stuff too. Right, you have to keep. So many times you can tell it's like, the way they're running and jumping, like it's not a real baby, and you just do it, like a cut to like clearly like, uh, one day of shooting with just kind of a bunch of, uh, you know, up close footage of the baby. Of the but, baby, yeah. Uh, what did you think of uh, Mad Mardigan, White Power, in the introduction? I. I liked the addition of his character. Um, I think we mentioned it. It was like when he was in the cage, he was really like rough looking. Like his teeth were all messed up. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like the next time you see him, he's like all cleaned up and he got like dental work done. I don't like. He was cleaning his teeth in the next morning in the scene. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Cause I noticed that too. I was like, oh my God, his mouth is like destroyed. What happened? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We that thought he had like your split teeth personality that, or something. But- that's why they called him Mad Mardigan. I yeah, I know. In, in the morning when they wake up, he's like doing, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. he's putting his hand in his mouth he's and like, his mouth. I don't know, he's wondering if he has like dirt in his mouth or something, whatever it is. But yeah, he looked pretty rough at first for sure. But I thought it, they were like a really good compliment to each other. Um, like the actors and the characters themselves and even like Mad Mardigan, you could kind of tell like he was like a lone wolf. Like he's never mm-hmm. really had anyone like stick with him before. Like he kind of like meets people and then like goes on his own way. And it's like just something drew him to Willow to like stay with him and stay on this adventure. Like Willow and the baby, because they do like make reference that like the baby likes you and he keeps like yeah reaching out and she'll grab his hand, but um for the humor too like with the baby it definitely gave me like i don't know if you guys ever watched it but there was a movie and it was like three men and a baby and it's like you oh, yeah. give yeah and it's it's just like men are just like well what do i do with this thing yeah <laughs> um even when like, there's three men <laughs> yeah what do you and do? Willow was like the sensible one because like he yeah. he had had kids so like he wasn't like completely like oblivious to it but um there was like my I, the one scene that like really cracked me up was when they were in the wagon they were escaping the like pub mm-hmm. and Willow gets like mad at Mad Mardigan for driving too fast with the baby in the carriage so it's just like just the little like things like that are really funny because it's like it's such a dad thing yeah or actually not even like a dad thing like it's such a mom thing to think of it's like you're driving way too fast with the baby in the car <laughs> it's like just come on slow down <laughs> i thought that was a really good scene though that actually sort of chase scene on the wagons and stuff was great i thought that was really well done and it was a lot longer than i thought like sometimes mm-hmm. kind of expect it to you know the guy you knock a guy off a horse and then they sort of take off into the distance because they sort of made their their lead or whatever but it goes on for a little while and it's really well done a lot of different sort of fun things happen and i thought that was great have we talked about the little like fairy dudes yet yeah the brownies <laughs> brownies uh, did you did you all hate those characters as I, much as I, I, I wrote down that i i don't understand why their voice had to be that way i think it's because they're small so they talk really like this yeah. you know like yeah. it just the voice grated on me i was fine with them sort of being along with it and stuff but if they spoke normally i think i would have been a little bit more okay with it i think that's all it was yeah i also think like they're the those characters don't age well and right. like like if a movie came out today with characters like that i think the woke mom would really be after them but yeah uh, they were a bit of an offensive stereotype yeah, yeah for sure. i think like back in the and, day they probably were a bit more of like a comedic thing but i think now with like how things didn't have serve like any purpose other than maybe comedic relief yeah and, and then that's why i was kind of like mm, i think that's exactly yeah. all all they really did they and i think it was lord of the rings ish where he was kind of like collecting his gang i mean he was like mad mardigan and then he had the little brown the brownies and then they found that other wizard and i liked the other the other wizard i forget the name but the animal wizard that he kept turning into different yeah animals, yeah so that was a fun kind of <laughs> yeah. gag 
and that that worked for me. Those characters, those brownie characters, not work for me at all. You yeah, cut them yeah, you could actually movie, cut them right out, and it would be really easy because clearly they were just green screen the entire time. <laughs> no, it did, didn't, the effects don't look good now, so they they're they sort of. I think they had one significant role in the movie where they like helped break them out of a cage because they were able to like get from yeah. the lock from the outside. But it's like other than that, we really could just remove them from. And the in that's in that same scene, which is I think is I think we could say is either the end of Act Two or the beginning of Act Three, is when Val Kilmer's also and Mad Mardigan's also trying to break him out at the same time. That's where that's when they hit them with the little like sort of I I wrote oh, the, it down the the horny potion. That's what it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's I was gonna say love <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why i wrote it down that way is because the next time he sees uh the the female character on, on, on in the other army is he's just like all over her <laughs> just like cannot let her go mm-hmm. and she's like get the hell away from me like <laughs> yeah definitely a little bit rapey vibes she's yeah. like sleeping and he keeps trying to like climb on top of her <laughs> the queen's daughter queen's, was, uh, right? da- yeah. yeah daughter or sister yeah daughter but that's sort of another person they collected on the way which is like from the bad side that kind of always happens mm-hmm. um yeah so i think it's like all this adventuring happens and they get mad Morgan. he collects his group and i think the next sort of major scene is that scene at the castle the castle yeah which i think is like the start of the last act or no sorry that not the not the queen's castle no but like it's fortress the, the thing that they the dragon yeah where that the dragon the place up, yeah. that they were supposed to take the baby to i think yes it was right and then no one's there right yeah. it's all it's all busted up and stuff so um i thought this was also a great scene and it was fun they had a lot of like sort of funny parts mm-hmm. that happened you know I, I thought the troll things were just completely random and freaked me out those things just looked they so were creepy weird. when they were like climbing on the buildings and they were just like the shadows yeah they don't they don't explain what they are and then you just see them sort of climbing on some of the walls and the bridge and all of a sudden i don't know if it's Mad mardigan or someone is just like oh no the trolls and you're like oh that's what they are oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they make reference when they first arrive. I think they make reference to like the trolls, but like what kind of troll in history has ever looked like that? (laughs) So when they started like walking on the walls, you're like, what are those things? They're like monkeys. Yeah. Very inclined. You you know, those, you know what it reminded me of Mike, if, uh, or or, I mean, if you guys remember, I don't know if it's just in super Mario world or if it's also in three, but those little, (laughs) those little black, spiky guys mm-hmm. that move around it looked like those they travel the around the blocks yes that's what it looked like just with bodies <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> looked exactly yeah, the same it. i thought it was hilarious but i love um how like mad mardigan finds the the like the weapons room and then he just he booby traps the whole thing they home alone home alone yeah. that's exactly what it was yeah. Yeah, it was home alone <laughs> It was like medieval home alone. <laughs> yeah. And they all work too, which is great. And they work so well. And then he like dual wields like a, a crossbow at one point too. And he's like, like shooting a couple guys at once. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. He comes out in the like goofy armor. It was, yeah, it was good. I liked it. It was, it was actually probably like my favorite scene. And, and again, it's one of those ones that sort of goes a little bit longer than I expected, but I think it all really mm-hmm. works well together. And then, uh, and then for some reason, the troll turns into a giant brain with with a, a dragons that come out of it or something. The dragon design was pretty awful, I have to admit. <laughs> it looked very bad and very terrible and very phallic looking. Oh, it 100% was phallic. <laughs> was like, what's going on here? But the rest of the effects were pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was so funny because it's, it's on the bridge and then he kicks it off. It lands in the water and it's like those old Looney Tune cartoons where it's where it showed like a dish of food and said, just add water. Yes. A drop of water touches yeah. it and it turns into like a full like Thanksgiving meal. That's what it was kind of like. It's like, oh, throw the thing in the water and then a dragon grows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the weirdest movie dragons I'd ever seen. Yeah. Is it was it a dragon though? Was that established? It was breathing fire. Like it yeah, like what else kind of is a lizard like and breathes fire? I mean, you gotta think it's sort what of what lives dragon, inside but... of a inside of a, a, a troll. A troll. <laughs> I guess yeah. is the question. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but the um the effects, like if you had a different design, you know, the creature effects weren't bad. They were very kind of like practical, very Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can tell it's like the Lucas, George Lucas or probably the ILM company. 
industrial light magic. So the effects were actually pretty good. And I want to talk about like the best effect of the movie happens later <laughs> at the so uh -oh. wanna fast forward to that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so the evil people get the baby and they bring it to the evil queen's castle. Yeah. And then Willow and Mad Mardigan and then they that Eric guy who's sort of leader of the other army that's fighting the evil queen, they all band together and they show up at the evil castle. And then it's like the one first time the queen like the evil queen shows her powers and it's so cool she turns the whole army into pigs yeah <laughs> that scene it's just like comes out of nowhere it really and it's does. like so much it's so much body horror for like an 80 kids movie <laughs> but like they really show them like um uh, if you've seen like uh werewolf in london or American Werewolf of london like the way it kind of like grotesquely transforms into a or the fly with like jeff goldblum oh, it's yeah, like yeah true like body horror of like these people like like val kilmer like all the stages of him being turned into a pig and he, like they're like a river like rithering around on the ground like turning into pigs. they really take their time making yeah, sure it was like what yeah. <laughs> like a kid like it would be terrifying for a little kid yeah. i think i don't know like what age this movie uh, should appeal to but and then willow gets a bit of a hero moment because he gets to sort of uh save the army by finally getting the spell right yeah. and turning the other the good the good witch i can't remember her name in the movie but back into a human uh, is it she... finn is that who it was finn mm -hmm. possibly yeah finn Re yeah, reziel reziel right oh, yes reziel yeah reziel that's what they called her yeah. yeah yeah so i thought that was the best scene of the movie actually that them turning to pigs i, mean, <laughs> I just i thought that was awesome wife power would you think of the sort think? of uh ultimate scene there at the end I couldn't take it seriously because Mike was like losing his mind. <laughs> it was so cool, so well done. It's so never seen that before. Like, he was like horrified. <laughs> We've scarred Mike for life. Yeah, I think he had nightmares. Kind of, yeah, he just kept hearing in his sleep, "Pig, don't turn me into a pig." <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I thought it was good though. I, I actually like as crazy as it is, it I think it for the most part, you're right, Mike. I think even though it's it's memorable scene. Yeah, right? it's a like, memorable that's scene. The most memorable scene of the whole movie. And it's yeah. and it's very well done for for its time, especially. You know, there's only so much you could do. And because, like you said, they tried to be very practical with everything, which you know, we've talked about so many times before with Jurassic Park and with a whole bunch of other movies that the practical stuff, especially nowadays is a nice breath of fresh air and really works really well. And mm -hmm. they tried to do that a lot in this movie, just like they did in Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And I think it, it actually helps. I think it's better that they have that instead of some fake troll thing or some fake power that looks, you know, completely off base and sort of takes you out of it and stuff. So I think that actually was way better. Yeah, um, I liked it. Like nowadays, if, if you were to make the same scene, but with like how technology is today, they would have they would have just made the the soldiers into kind of like CGI like pig people. Yes. But in this movie, like it's so much cooler seeing like the visual effects of like them using makeup to kind of like transform them, and then all of a sudden there's just a set full of pigs. Right. <laughs> like just real, real pigs. pigs. Yeah. Real pigs. They just went to a farm. <laughs> And they yeah. bought all the pigs. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can I take all of your pigs? <laughs> <laughs> or they went to a farm and just built the set around the barn and then just <laughs> and then did it that way. <laughs> well, it kind of just looked like a farm because it's like it was just like grass. And then they have like the little huts that they built. Like, <laughs> yeah. but it's just like, yeah, it's just sometimes like now with like the technology that we have, it's like you don't need to go there. Like, it's just so much better to use that practical um, effect. And I think like, sometimes you see movie, like you watch older movies and you're like, you know what? I miss that sometimes. Like so much, much more craftsmanship. Right? Yeah. So like more. Hmm, what would Velcomer look like if he was like 25% pig? Okay. <laughs> make him up, now make him 50% pig. Now make him 75%. Maybe pig, that's right? where the so idea he... for the movie started. Like, maybe that's where it started. <laughs> now bring in the pig. Bring in pig no, Kilmer. Pig. Bring in the pig. <laughs> pig <Yeah>. Kilmer. <laughs> Never mind Spider Pig. We want Pig Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god, the crossover we can only dream. Yeah. Of. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of my one of my really uh, this is going back to I think just before this part when they're escaping. I think the army when when the army is coming after them ju- just after one of the fights. I can't remember exactly what part it was. Anyways. Um, oh, they're going down the the shield, but they're going down on on like the snowbank or like down the cliff. Oh yeah. Um, and they're and they're falling down that, and then Mad Mardigan falls off of it, and it just keeps rolling down the hill. And the next oh, time yeah. you see him, he's just in like a giant snowball <laughs> and rolling <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> yeah. And I'm he like, literally <laughs> built Bell Kilmer into a snowball. <laughs> into a snowball. You just see his feet hanging out the side. I'm like this. But it was like ridiculously big. It was it's, like, and yeah. it's not like just a round snowball. Like it's like he's he's in like this giant sort of Twinkie looking thing with just his feet sticking <laughs> out the side. I'm like, this is exactly from like a 50s or 60s Looney Tunes <laughs> skit. Like it's exactly yeah. what it looked like. And then he hits the wall and just the snow just explodes and it's just so funny. <laughs> well, I was telling Mike too, like I always those scenes in movies where it's like someone's on a sled and it's like they're trying to like make you believe that like the sled is out of control and like you yeah. can't stop it it's like yeah. if you've ever been on a sled or a toboggan like it is so easy <laughs> to just like, it just stop stop <laughs> it's like there's there's no reason for you to be traveling through a house <laughs> <laughs> because you can't stop your sled unless it's christmas vacation of course <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying we all grew up watching those like scenes that's like a weird like yeah it's like a weird movie trope. All these movies yeah trope, yeah yeah i also want to talk before so like so yeah we're at the we're at the end or at the castle mm-hmm. the pig thing happens then it's like oh how are we going to get into the castle you know and then this is another hero moment for willow right but this one it didn't really work for me it's like no one can figure out how to get in. We can't get in the castle. And he's like, oh, we have gophers. He's a farmer. And, you know, oh, I got this idea from gophers. And he has this great idea. And it's like, it's it's so ridiculous where it's like, somehow they have like tarps. And they like all dig holes in the ground and tarp themselves yeah. and their horses. And then trick them to lower the gates. And then come up from their tarps and storm the castle. And it's like... <laughs> I don't know, George Lucas. That's some real after everything real lazy writing. Yeah, after everything, after everything that, that happens, happens. Yeah, <laughs> like the people in the castle like would be looking down and would be just seeing them <laughs> dig these holes. Like, how are you going to do that in secret? Like, none of it makes sense. Like, I know he. I could just see George Lucas. Like, I have to make Willow be the one that comes up with the way the to idea. get into the castle. Yeah. He's a farmer, and like, it just needed a few more passes, <laughs> rewrites, maybe or something like. It made zero when watching it. It was like, oh, this it's because yeah, the Trojan moment, horse but... works because you put the soldiers in it before you delivered the horse. It's like you're right. It's like they the army would just. I'm be... alone. Hello. <laughs> it's just oh, me passing by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if the if the people that are supposed to be standing watch aren't like, hey guys, the whole army just dug holes and are hiding <laughs> in it. <laughs> 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 don't lower the gate by the way they all where they think we're stupid and they put tarps over themselves <laughs> oh they spent the whole night digging holes putting tarps over themselves don't open the gate <laughs> well uh, it's a good thing funny. good thing we didn't see them <laughs> yeah. unless there was like a shift change so it's like the shift that watched them digging holes all night was like oh man like shifts over like i'm going to bed and then all like the daytime people showed up and they're like surprise <laughs> they did it <laughs> right this, right this, in that window wharf alone <laughs> let's get them where's it's everyone a, else <laughs> it's not my problem anymore my shift's over yeah. <laughs> that's daytime guy's problem <laughs> yeah and then the uh and so yeah well they get in the castle and then i i thought that was funny it's like I don't know if you'd ever see this in a movie today, but the climactic battle of a movie is like two elderly women like fighting each other with like and like <laughs> with some like terrible magic. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Like, I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. But I'm just saying you wouldn't you wouldn't see that That's in this true. day and age in a movie. You wouldn't it wouldn't be the climactic battle. That's true. Yeah. It wouldn't be like you know the big final battle movie like think of like shang chi and how epic the final battle is right yeah and it's like the final battle in this movie is like 
the two elderly woman wizards in a room, like throwing each other around the room and stuff, right? Like, I don't know. It worked in the movie though, but I'm just, I just thought it was kind of funny. That is true. No, that's a good point. And, and that's the thing, right? Like if there's all those, all these things, like we're laughing about the pigs, we're laughing about that scene and, and the tarp and the whole sort of last 20 minutes or something. There's, there's so, there's a lot of sort of silly, ridiculous things that happen in the last, I'd say half of the movie more so, but it all, most of it, I would say most of it works into the movie you know like like it works fine it doesn't take you out of it you're still like yeah the yeah. final hero moment of willow so the the other one didn't work well i didn't work for yeah. me but the final hero moment where he gets to use his like magic which is like his sleight of hand yes like what you think of magic what he's in so the real good world, at, at doing which yeah. yeah which they showed earlier with the, with the disappearing pig that was very good writing to tie that back and to make that how he kind of tricked the evil sorceress. I thought that was awesome uh, way, way for him to win the day and stuff. Yeah. yeah and it's cool. Cause, cause at the, at the, uh, the fair or whatever in the first act, he does it and people believe it, but the pig doesn't participate. You know, the pig runs off and that's why it doesn't work. It's not that he doesn't do the trick. It's that the pig doesn't really participate in it. And that's what makes him look like an idiot. And then here he's able to do it and everything, you know, sort of works out. So, so you know that he's good at this, right? And like you said, it's a really good callback and it's easy to forget because that scene happens so quickly and everything else moves so much faster after that, that part happens. But you're right. It's a good sort of reminder of how it all started, which is another reason why the first act was better to me when the movie, as the movie kept going on. That's a prime example. That's a good point, Mike. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's about, it, it's, it's funny cause it's about magic, but it's not about that kind of magic. You know, it's like you said, sleight of hand, right. Which is really cool. Yeah. It's like realistic, you know, mm -hmm. magic in our world, yeah. but it also does have wizards and he's trying to be a sorcerer, you know, and I don't know. I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really well done. Um, yeah. Did you guys have any other thoughts on the, the ending of the movie or the final, final battle or final, the way it wrapped up or anything like that? I think like I know as silly as like here like the digging the holes thing like was and the whole pig scene like all that kind of stuff and like the snowball like I pig think scene was awesome though <laughs> I think the movie like always kind of had like slight princess bride like characteristics like mm -hmm. not not like fully there but not as serious as like lord of the rings so i think like in this movie those scenes worked and it made it like a bit more fun um yeah. it doesn't it, take itself too seriously so it fits yeah so it fits it, yeah. like it doesn't it's like yeah like if you really dissect the scene you're like okay this is dumb like they would just watch the like digging the <laughs> yeah. holes like you said but it's like when you're like I actually didn't really think of that until you, you said it, but mm. like, it didn't really take me out of the, the movie, like, because it's, it always had that kind of like silly vibe to it. Like it, it never really took itself that serious. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it really works within the context of the movie and everything for sure. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So I think overall we, we enjoyed the movie. We were, I think, pleasantly surprised as much as I said, I I've seen a few scenes here and there. I think I went in pretty blind and didn't really know a whole lot about it. So I was pleasantly surprised of, I would say a new movie on all our list and, uh, and we pretty much in, enjoyed it. Now we have the series that's coming up as well, which is just a, like an even better surprise. I think, I think it's great. Now it's something I'm sure it's going to be very, you know, a kid's show is going to be very kid friendly and things like that, which is totally great. Um, but uh, I thought we could, let me just make sure that this works. I thought we could watch or listen very briefly to the little, little sort of Disney plus day thing that they did that Warwick Davis did to tease ahead to the series. And uh, which I thought was really funny as well. Just like the movie too. Hello. Yes, it's me, world-famous actor Warwick Davis. I'm thrilled to be coming to you from the set of the brand-new sequel series to my most popular role, Willow. Yeah, we heard you, die-hard Willow fans. The Willow Mongers, the Willie Me Softlies, the Low Boys. You get the idea. We're still workshopping fan-based names for that. Anyway, they've asked me to introduce you to the phenomenal cast, or supporting cast, that will be joining me on a brand-new adventure. Well, let's go meet so I think that's hilarious. That's just a tee up. And then he goes around and he just meets the rest of the cast of the, uh, 
of the new series. He's so charming. So he's charming. So hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if it's the accent, but I just love him. I love, like he's he's just the best. It's so charming. Are we are we now part of the Willow Faithful? As he's teasing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, there is one name Willow he Faithful. said that I was like, "That's me." <laughs> I can't think of it now. <laughs> There's too many. Uh, yeah, he went through like five of them. <laughs> I know. I'm definitely, we're definitely going to watch that show now, especially the knowing that he's in it. Yeah. I, before, if if our buddy Duke didn't pick this movie, I probably wouldn't have watched the show. But now that I've seen the show, the movie, and I liked it, I'm definitely in for the show because I think the movie then could act as like the setup for, you know, this is like, and they could focus on, this is what I'm hoping from the show. Yeah. If we're going to get into yeah. that. Yeah. I'm hoping it focuses on obviously the baby grown up. And her trying to fulfill her prophecy of bringing down the yes. evil empire. The kingdom so, and stuff, yeah. Evil kingdom. So, um, yeah, and then, then the movie Willow can be like, you know, before she even went on this adventure to fulfill her prophecy, you know, when she's just a baby, there was this other adventure that just to get her to, you know, be safe as a baby. And uh, I think so. I think it's like it, it works. And uh, the fact that it's like, whatever, 30 years later, um, 25 years later, whatever. You know, now she can be grown up, and I and I don't know how it's going to work because I think at the end of Willow, the actual they like they killed the evil queen. Mm-hmm. So, but so I don't know what the they'll have to come up with whatever the prophecy is. Maybe the queen comes back or something. But anyways, the uh, evil I, rises I will, again, and now it's her turn to yeah. sort of step up and something like that. Yeah, I don't even know if I need the show to like take it that seriously. Like I think I would almost more like almost like a comedy where it's like the girl, the girl's grown up and she grew up in like the village or whatever. And then it's like, she goes to the, the village where um, Willow is from and like has like a little adventure with him there. Like, even if it's just like trying to trick the gophers that are eating his crops. And like, I feel like that would just be like fun enough for me. And like, yeah, I almost would like it to be like super simple and like funny like that. Cause then it could be like a bit more of like a family thing. So it's like our generation that like for the people, the Willow fans, as he puts, I forget all the words that he, <laughs> the, the Willow files. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, like for those people now it's like, they can kind of share it with their kids. Cause it's like yeah. the movie itself isn't really like kid friendly. But like you could make the show a bit more like like Disney Channel, like yeah. fun, and then you can share it with like your kids and have yeah. that experience there. Well, then they have this whole story, this this deep world and story that they've built that they can constantly refer to, right? So they can they can reference the movie, they can reference the world and all this adventure that happened before. And because Willow's gonna be in it again, you know, he's probably gonna be a I don't know about side character. Maybe that's not the right way to say it, but I'm sure it's not just going to focus on him. Like he's probably just mm-hmm. going to be one of the gangs, so to speak. Um, and, and that's fine. But I think you're right. I think that it doesn't have to be super serious. It doesn't have to be this big grand adventure. Um, it, and no brownies. Yeah. You don't want to see any brownies. <laughs> I, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if they have, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they say that their life expectancy is, but maybe one of them pops up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they can bring them if back. If they can, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're probably yeah. right. You're probably right. <laughs> um, Disney, Disney would get canceled. Yeah, yeah. If, if anything would do it, it would be something like that, right? Especially like in, yeah. a, kid, in a kid's show. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything we might have missed from the movie or from the show that you guys want to add? Because I think um, I think it's a it's a fairly significant thumbs up for watching the movie i think we're happy that uh, that duke picked this and we were able to come along for the ride duke is much uh he's much nicer and kinder than dave is because <laughs> when dave had the power to pick a movie for us all to watch he picked shazam or what was it called kazam, kazam. or something <laughs> kazam and um so dave tortured us with his movie pick but duke's movie pick was a plus great movie classic um, so let's just hope Dave never gets to pick a movie again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even entertain Dave with that pick. I just failed. He's <laughs> like, you can watch this one alone. <laughs> Hard bail. I'm sorry. Shaq's in it. I'm done. 
<laughs> I don't need to know anything else. Hey, wait, you did, wait, it's not. Were Sinbad? you part of the movie? <laughs> yeah, were you part of the movie wager, Wife Power? Not uh, this year. No, not this one. Because oh, we did okay, the. So you're. That's fine. Yeah, because we did the '95 or '96. What was it? Something like that, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah that was because Dave won the movie. Our movie wager, so he got to pick the movie, and you. Yeah, it was. This is it's okay. It's just more motivation for us to beat Dave in the movie movie wager next year. That's it. Well, we have we're gonna have uh we should have the ninety-seven one coming up because twenty twenty twos are on the corner. So that'll be our next yeah. chance. And uh and and you picked a good movie too, Mike. So really I am the odd one out now. I have uh terrible choices. <laughs> Although I knew it was gonna be it wasn't gonna be a great choice. So I, I will own up to the fact yeah, that I did you, it on purpose. You just wanted to torture us. You want to use your power for evil. That's it. I did. I did. No. I used I Dave used the evil queen. <laughs> <laughs> I turned you all into my pigs. <laughs> My worst nightmare. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's nightmare, yet also really enjoyed it. <laughs> well, one night while Mike's sleeping, I'm just going to go and put on like pig makeup and then go back to bed. <laughs> just get a mask. Just... No thanks. And then he'll wake up the next morning and I'll like roll over with my pig face. <laughs> um, okay, so we have, uh, we're, we're inching up to the holidays. We are... Uh, Going to be looking at eventually over the course of December or January, our favorite stuff from the past year, but we do have some Spider-Man movies to watch. I think Mike, that's one of the things that we're going to try and plan to do is, is uh, watch as many of the Spider-Man movies as we can in order to talk about those before the next one comes out, which would be kind of fun. And, uh, and we'll figure out what we, what we do from there. But I think that that's, that's our next big plan at least is look back on the last 20 years of Spider-Man movies, which could be cool. Um, but uh, while people keep up with us, Mike, where is everyone finding our stuff? Find us on social media at Day Back In on Instagram and Twitter and the TikToks, I believe. We're on Indeed. there too. And uh, Back In My Day Games on Twitch. And the podcast is called Back, on, Back In My Day. You can find it on your podcast app of choice. Rank, review, subscribe, throw a five-star rating on the apple podcast that helps and uh subscribe to us on uh, my new favorite podcast app called uh, good pods so good pods is a is a good podcast app doing a lot of good work promoting like indie podcasts so check them out and uh, again the podcast is called back in my day exactly uh uh, Mike, you know, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for watching this really cool movie. Thank you to Duke for donating and for picking this cool movie. And uh, when the series begins in 2022, uh, we'll have a watch and we'll let you know what we thought as well. So thanks everyone for listening. Mongers, the Willing Me Softlies, the Low Boys, you get the idea. We're still workshopping fan based names for that.